into the contest. It's Monday the 13th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Oh, how much is there about at the moment, Shane Lee? Just extraordinary. But I suppose the big question from my point of view is, <laughs> you gave us this great menu last week. You're going to cook seafood, go down to the manly fishmonger and get everything you needed, and then pop up on your Instagram. <laughs> what a lovely... Way to watch the footies with shoulder of lamb. What happened? <laughs> oh, mate, I saw the shoulder of lamb there. I couldn't resist it, mate. It was um, it was perfect barbecue weather. The sun was out. It was a fantastic weekend. The footy was on. I thought, you know, no seafood. We're going to shoulder of lamb, and it was fantastic. Did you christen the pool? Did you jump in the pool? The kids were in the pool. Yeah, it was too cold for me at this stage, but uh, the kids were down the beach and in the pool, so it was, um, it was a lovely weekend, mate. Really nice. Yeah, look, look, that lamb looked bloody good too, so if you don't mind sending me some of the leftovers. <laughs> Look, how good are, are, are things like that in, in beautiful white bread sandwiches with lashings of butter? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to another yep. place here. All right, what, a, what about the sport on the weekend? Quade Cooper last <laughs> night, just extraordinary with that kick on the bell. AFL, well, the Western Bulldogs, they ground their way to win and they just blew Port Adelaide off the park. The NRL was superb. The cricket's called off. <laughs> We've got to try and fit it all in. Shane, Quade Cooper, uh, cometh the hour, cometh the man. Like, hasn't played for, what, four or five years for the Wallabies, gets brought back in at number 10. They're playing the world champions after some demoralising moments against the All Blacks, we've got to say that. And he has the ball in his hands to kick a penalty goal as the bell goes in the background. Could there have been a more poignant moment? for a sportsman. No, good on Quade Cooper. And that, they're the sort of things you, you dream of as a kid, um, getting a kick on the siren or, um, you know, bowling the last ball of the game to get a wicket uh, or hitting the winning runs. Um, yeah, the Wallabies, great win, 28 to 26 over the Springboks. And Quade Cooper, he kicked eight from eight, Timmy. He did, yeah. Watched that game and uh, with uh, my elder son and his mate and they were, they were arm in arm as they, oh, I couldn't watch it. I put hands over my eyes before Quade Cooper kicked that <laughs> kick. But uh, look, it's amazing, isn't it? All these clear Cliches are cliches because they're true. You know, the whole idea of form is temporary, class is permanent. Mm. He just gave a whole sense of grace, if I can use that word, and time to that back line. And they played a very different game, Australia, with Cooper in it. Yep, they did. They, they sort of gelled a lot lot better together there. Um, but let's not forget the, the Springboks had three easy sort of pushovers as well. They, they really dominated us in the scrum. There's still some work to do, but it's great to see the Wallabies with it with a win. And I think they'll get a lot out of that. Oh, they certainly will, yeah. It was a cracking win on the Gold Coast for Australia over the South Africans. Now, let's have a look at the AFL, the Western Bulldogs. Mm. I warned everyone last week. No one wanted to listen to me. I said, these guys are just, you know, they love playing in the gutter. They love going hard. And that's what they did. What was it, 44-6 to after the first quarter? Yeah, they absolutely blew Port Adelaide off the paddock, Timmy, and you were, you were correct. I, I actually tipped Port Adelaide, but they were never in the competition. Um, Bailey Smith kicking a goal early. He ended up kicking four for the Bulldogs, but they just had points all over the ground. Vandermeer, Norton, um, Mitch Mitch Hannon was brilliant. Bonton Pelly, um, what knee injury. He had no knee injury at all. He was unbelievable once again in the midfield. 
and the Bulldogs go into their um, second grand final in six years, Tim, against the Melbourne Dees, which will be a cracking match. Yeah, the old red legs, the old mm. red legs. And I love their song. I really do. I've got on that bandwagon. I've weighed it down heavily. As soon as the Swans left, I'm a Melbourne Demons fan. And, uh, yeah, they uh, were headed by Max Gorn. He, everything oh. he touched uh, turned to gold. Yeah, the big ruckman, he's um, – the reason why he's the All-Australian captain, he led that team beautifully well. But Melbourne came out and just blew an old, tired and, and sort of lost um, Geelong off the park. Um, Max going to end up kicking five as a ruckman. But, you know, Petrarca, we've said at the start of the year, potential, um, you know, Brownlow medalist, but uh, he, he was just the X factor. Him and Oliver in the midfield. And they've got Pickett too, the young kid who kicked a few goals here and there. But um, it's going to be a bloody good AFL grand final, Melbourne versus the Bulldogs, and I can't wait for that one. Yeah, yeah, they go the Melbourne Demons. Uh, but uh, all right, there's a week off next week for the AFL, then they return, of course, for the grand final. There's no week off with the NRL. We saw a really interesting mix of matches. Uh, the upset of the weekend, no doubt, was Souths beating Penrith. So we cannot have a Penrith-Melbourne grand final. No, we can't. And uh, South, weren't they physical over the Panthers? They were just hugely um, played really well. Um, everyone thought they couldn't win. They haven't beaten um, Penrith Panthers since, I think, 2017, round seven, um, and, and a huge win. But Cody Walker and, and Adam Reynolds led, led the South, South team really well. Yeah, and I thought Parramatta were, were good yesterday without being brilliant. Newcastle stayed in the game. The Roosters getting home again by just one point. Gold Coast had that opportunity, didn't they, to win on the bell, and uh, he, he kept the ball. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hard to watch that. That game, the Roosters and um, and the Gold Coast, but Sam Walker um, coming off the bench and kicking his third field goal for the season. Uh, the Roosters got there. They're they're a bloody good team, but they've got their work cut out next week. They play Manly, um, as you said, South and the Storm go through um, to the semi finals, and Manly take on the Roosters and Panthers take on the Eels. Yeah, that's it, Manly and uh, the Roosters. That'll be Friday night. Both these games are being played in Mackay. Of course, they're mixing it up in Queensland. And uh, Penrith and Parramatta, the big battle of the West, happens on Saturday night with Souths and Melbourne having a breather. It was goodbye to the two teams we thought that would go, the Titans and the Knights, but maybe not as close as uh, what those games were. So we look forward to that this weekend. Now, the cricket, the test match, the final test match, uh, has been postponed, called off. They, they, they say they want to try and play it between England and India, but uh, um, these uh, COVID problems inside the Indian team uh, meant that they were just going to have to call it off because they'll get too close to the IPL. There's no way they'll, they'll reschedule it. Um, the IPL will go ahead um, by hook or by crook, mate, but uh, yeah, definitely. It was, it's a funny one. They called it off two hours before the start of play in Manchester. Um, obviously, they've, they've had some... COVID positive test within the team, Ravi Sastry, the coach, um, and also some of their other support staff. But yeah, to call it off two hours beforehand, um, and people don't know whether it's been cancelled or forfeited. They're still debating what, what happened there, because if it was forfeited by India, it means it's a two-wall series. But um, I think they're saying it was definitely cancelled. So England have lost uh, two series in England um, this year. It hasn't happened since 1986. Yeah, and they're coming out to Australia for an Ashes series at the back end of the year that starts in December. What about the tennis, eh? The US Open, we've seen a changing of the guard in the women's. Mate, haven't we, What um, Young Emma Raducanu, she was unbelievable. The 18-year-old came through the qualifiers. Um, she didn't drop a set from the qualifiers right through to winning her first US Open at the tender age of 18. England have a superstar there. 
And also another superstar from Canada, another teenager in Leila um, Ferdinand. She was unbelievable. She made a really lovely speech post-match about, you know, um, just remembering 20 years on from uh, September 11. Um, two class acts and two tennis superstars of the future. Yeah, Leila Fernandez. That was a nice speech, mm. wasn't it? And, and and words beyond her age. She really did yeah. make a, and hit a mark there. Dylan Orcott, he continues to fire along. The Australian, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Man, this guy's going to do it. He's going to win the, the Golden Grand Slam. I, I can't see anybody beating him at all. He's a, a, a super sportsman, as we said. Um, he'll go down as one of Australia's greatest sports sportsmen, um, and he'll probably be sitting alongside Steffi Graf, the only person ever to do a Golden Grand Slam. Yeah, unbelievable. And you think of all the, the difficulties of travelling and bubbles and, and where they've all gone to continue to dominate in the manner in which he has has just been superb. Now, talking about best players, now this guy, best player in the world – for a long, long time. He's 36 years of age. Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United. Uh, watching that game, you could feel the atmosphere, the roar uh, when they mentioned his name. And for him to hit the back of the net uh, on his return, like every element of the fairy tale from the opening words to the final chapter just fitted the bill. Yeah, it did, mate. Uh, and they absolutely smashed Newcastle United 4-1. Um, hit the back of the net twice, Timmy, two goals. Mm. Um, his first yeah. appearance uh, for Man United since 2009 um, and what a comeback match it was. And, uh, you know, you said at the start of the show, um, sometimes uh, form is temporary, but class is permanent, definitely. Oh, how good is he? And Daniel yep. Ricciardo, the shoey. Mm. Oh, I was honestly wondering <laughs> whether we'd ever see him do the shoey again, but he's won the Italian Grand Prix and they've finished 1-2 McLaren. Extraordinary win. Yeah, great victory at Monza. Um, it's his eighth uh, career victory overall um, and his first since 2018. I, I agree. I didn't expect him to be drinking out of a shoe ever again, but um, maybe he does it when he goes home, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that once on the Today Show. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Someone buy him a glass. I, I got a Dunlop volley and I thought I'll do this because he was winning quite a bit and I did it. I tell you what, it's not to be uh, – it's one of those things you don't want to do uh, at home at all or you don't want to do it. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I suppose you're on such a high after winning a Grand Prix, you don't really taste it. But boxing – now, we mentioned this the other week about – boxers going on and going on too far. Evander Holyfield had an amazing career, didn't he? He just had a, a, a really classic boxing career. There were highs, there were lows, there were world championships, all the things, the belts that, that came along with it. But at 58 years of age, having a fight, yes. going down in the first round, it was miserable stuff to watch. It was very, very sad on a number of fronts. Um, as you said, 58 years of age, he went down in 1 minute and 49 seconds. Um his, his left jab was so slow. The other sad part is Donald Trump was commentating on it. Oh. Like, what's going on over there in the US? But, um, yeah, very, very sad to see a true legend. He obviously needs a few bucks. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to see greats um, sort of come out and be not even half their, um, their former ability. I probably would have watched that if, if Trump got in with him. Um, oh, geez, yeah. Hollyfield and Trump. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're heading towards finals time and – there's so many sportsmen, particularly around this time, that stick so close to their superstition. Some put a, a left sock on first or a right mm. boot or I want to walk a third in line. And this is men and women. Um, did you have any superstitions? Not really, Timmy. Apart from I used to put on my left cricket pad first. But uh, I remember the 1993 uh, Sheffield Shield season, Adam Gilchrist decided to bring along during the start uh, sort of the 
midway through, we'd lost a few games. He brought like a little figurine of, of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo? Scooby. <laughs> Scooby say you, Scooby say. Yes, please. <laughs> and um, anyway, we won that game. We ended up winning seven games in a row. And each game, Gilly would bring this little figurine of Scooby-Doo in. And everyone would, would pat Scooby on the way out to, to the ground. And that was our good luck charm. And, it, and we won. And it was um, one of the funniest things ever the post-match celebration as we did a pub crawl down George Street, we left Scooby on top of a card machine in some pub and we all went running back to find where Scooby was and asking if anyone seen a little dog sitting on a card machine. We were quickly asked to leave. They thought we were hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Probably half right. That's right. right. That, that, that were the days of Jackson's on George. That's the one, mate. That no, was good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you did some good work at Jackson on George in your day. <laughs> Any comment, Shane? <laughs> Scooby Snacks, yes, please. That's Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. www.xblades.com.au And the great man, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.